Keisha. Hi everyone, I'm Chloe <laughs> and welcome to this little podcast situation called Safe Space. Um, it's been launched off of Mind Movement, which is my business, Alicia helps me with it, um, which is basically all for mental health awareness. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff on here that is normally not spoken about very much. We need to like address some things before we start. So... Alicia. Hello. Talk to me. <laughs> Tell um, them about you. Um, so I'm 18 and I know Chloe because I live in a Y centre and so does Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, a Y centre is a YMCA, which is basically It's like supported housing for people who don't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So I moved in last February, so I've been there nearly 18 months and Alicia moved in. August. August, just after my birthday, Alicia moved in, and yeah, we've kind of been friends ever since, really, haven't we? I feel like, yeah, like it's more of a (laughs) family. Look at her. It's definitely more of like a family vibe. Like when you live with people, I mean, we don't like live in the same room, but Alicia's literally below me, so I feel like you just get to know people on like a completely different level, like. The friendship that you make in there is very different to like the friendships you'll have outside but i feel like it makes you like a lot closer as people and i don't know i've kind of like adopted alicia as like my little little child (laughs) i've been like trying to guide you as much as i can and then when i started all of this i thought it was very important to me to like have alicia involved because alicia's kind of been there consistently for the last like year so i didn't want it to be a thing that like i was doing by myself um but yeah that's kind of who alicia is i mean i'm kind of the same i'm chloe i'm 21 (laughs) uh i also live in a y center um and yeah that's kind of it i launched my movement in june of this year so it's like not been going for very long but i think it was very important to me as someone who hasn't had like the best upbringing hasn't had the best experiences to like be able to show other people that like no matter where you are you can do something with yourself like your life is in your hands like and there's like there's so many benefits that come from living on your own young and like everyone talks about how horrible it is and it is sometimes but there's like so much good like the independence and like the people you meet and the things you learn what you learn honestly is like completely you wouldn't learn anywhere else any Mm. other way like even people that like go to uni obviously you're still like living on your own but when you kind of don't have your family around as much you have to learn to like be more independent you learn how to like manage your bills like manage your money all of that so young and I just think like for all it's worth it's not an awful thing to happen and I think everyone can look at it very differently and it's like every day you'll have like different feelings about it um like some days you'll be like pissed at the fact you're there and some days you'll be like so glad you are and I just think like anyone can end up in that situation. I don't think it matters who you are, where you come from. It can happen to anyone. I do you do. remember like your first twenty four <coughs> hours okay. in the Y? So here's my story. Um, the way I moved into the Y Centre was actually like different from the way you did yeah. because I I was like essentially homeless for like three months and I was like sofa surfing. I stayed at friends' houses and then I got to the point like middle of August where I had nowhere to go and no friends were able to have me so my boyfriend at the time his mum 
pulled a lot of strings. She emailed a lot of people, phoned a lot of people, and then I got an interview for the Y Centre on the 23rd of August. And then I got offered a place from my interview, but I was put into a tab bed. So temporary, what is it? Temporary, temporary access bed. Access bed, yeah. Which is... Because I was 17, it was funded by social services, so like I had rules I had to stick by, I had a curfew. And my first night, I remember walking in and Sharon was on night, sh- night staff. And we love Sharon. We love Sharon. And she took me into my room and she did my curfew and like she sat down and had a chat with me. And then she was like, oh, a few people sit downstairs sometimes. Um, you know, it may be a bit daunting on your first night, but if you do want to come down and say hi, feel free. Um, and I stayed in my room for like an hour trying to prepare myself because I was terrified I was the youngest person in there I didn't know anyone I think when you're young like especially I think the younger you are the scarier it is yeah entirely and I was trying to prepare myself to go down and I finally like plucked up the courage and I was like my excuse is gonna be I'm gonna go down and ask someone where I can have a cigarette so I walked <laughs> down into the lobby and Chloe's sitting there with two other residents and I turned around to her and I'm like hello um <laughs> Do you know where I can go have a fight? I never <laughs> forget it. You were so cute. Your confidence has grown so much since then, but you were like the most like scared so bundle scared. of like childhood. And I like straight away I was like, I need to like adopt this girl. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do with her, but like I can't leave her on her own here. So I mean I suppose your experience was like it was slightly different in the fact of you were kind of involved, not necessarily in the care system, but you had like social services involved and like yeah. you kind of had that side of things. Whereas because I was over 18, I didn't have social services. Like they weren't involved. And I think, I think that almost like even to this day kind of helps you. Like it's to your advantage. Yeah, like definitely. you get, I, like the one thing I'll say is like the amount of support that social services have like given you hasn't been awful you've had advocates which i think yeah. helps you oh he was great Richard like, was your amazing. advocate was so good he i remember so your good. advocate oh. so i first moved out when i was same age as alicia i was 17 um but i went into a different supported housing um i didn't know anyone <laughs> i had no friends no family down there but i was on a mission to rebel i moved there because everyone told me not to and i was so angry at the world i was like i'm just gonna go no one can stop me watch me like i'm gonna do this i got housed i sofa surfed same as you which i think is like a whole other experience like sofa surfing is horrible like yeah never it's nice to have a roof over your head but you're very aware that it's not your home um in the end i got an interview at the y and my first like 24 hours i think it's so scary because you don't know where anything is you don't know anyone being in a shed was probably like the worst part about it for me oh that was the worst six months of my life so i was only three it was horrible so i couldn't cope with it all my food got stolen same like within the first three months yeah i would do massive food shops and then I'd go away for the weekend, I'd come back and it was all gone. Fully, fully. All gone. After Christmas when I came back to my parents' house, I literally had no food. No, I know. I have so much respect, I mean, we both do, for everyone that works in there. I think they're all absolutely brilliant. And I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for, like, the support that I've had from them. They are amazing. I know. I remember, like, going to them and being like, I want to start a business. And they were like, 
remember. I literally remember that. I was like, I want to start a business. I had no idea what I was doing. No fucking clue. And I literally remember going downstairs when I like registered the business and I got that little certificate and I was like fucking flashing it around. <laughs> I was like, everyone, look, I've got a business. Like, yay. And like, everyone was so excited and that was like one of the nicest moments for me. What we do is we have a clothing, it's a clothing brand. It's also, we offer like peer support to people. We are like pretty on top of like social media stuff, thanks to Alicia, because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'll insert the links down there and I'll also put them on the screen. And if you're listening on Spotify, then it's literally just at My Movement Brand on Instagram, My Movement Limited on TikTok. Make sure you go and check those out because they're easy enough. Um, so this whole business came, I always knew that I wanted to do something that would help someone else. I just didn't know what that was. So like, I went through this whole thing. Like, I did a psychology GCSE. And I passed my exam, so. I didn't go to college. I went to college for two days. Two days? Three days, yeah. Continued to lie to my parents, and they still don't know this, so it's all fucking coming out now. Sorry, my <laughs> dad time. and everyone else will be watching. <laughs> I continued to tell them I was going to college for the following three weeks. Please. And I would leave the house and I would just go into town, fuck about. To be fair, I did that. Go home. <laughs> How was college? How was yeah, college? Was yeah, yeah, fine. Or I'd pull sickies a lot and I'd be like, I don't feel well, I'm not going. At this point, I'd like to point out I was also under cams at this point. So. I wasn't doing myself any favours by telling everyone I was still going to college. Because they were like, you're still going to college though. Like, you must be fine because you're still going to college. And I was like, yeah, of course I am. Because one thing I've never understood about cams is that your parents are in the room with you. Yeah, I don't... I wasn't going to admit a thing with my mum and dad sat there. I'm not going to, like, talk about my feelings and how I actually feel in front of them. No, it's so hard to do. It's so hard. Even now I find it really difficult to talk to your parents about how you feel. Yeah, fully. Especially if you feel like crap. It's really hard. It's not like I find it embarrassing, but like I'll be like to my parents, oh, I feel this way. Yeah. And they're just like, well, why do you feel this way? Eventually, I told my mum and dad I'd dropped out of college, but I didn't tell them until I had a job interview. That's actually really clever. So I didn't tell them until, it might have even been like a couple of days before it. Like they, I think they worked it out, but <laughs> neither of us, like no one said anything. It was very much like, well, I'm not gonna say it to her and I don't wanna get, so it was all a mess. Her job interview, worked in childcare for two years, absolutely loved it. I went, to, I went back to college, I went and did an adult access course, I did access to nursing. Oh yeah, I remember you saying. I did access to nursing because at this point I'd figured out the one thing that was going to make me happy was helping people. You're very um, maternal. maternal. I'm maternal. quite maternal, I look after everyone and I love it. So I went and I was like, I'm going to be a mental health nurse, that's what I'm going to do because that sounds ideal and I trained for four months, five months and again couldn't do it. It was just so medical and then yeah here we are like our website is alive and thriving and the peer support is thriving and I thought the next thing to do would be to do something like this because I've always wanted to do this. I mean we're gonna have people with us yeah. pretty much every week at this point and I love the fact that people are going to just be talking about their story like that is what I wanted money doesn't mean anything 
it's about if I can change one person's life, if I can give one person a voice, then I've done what I set out to do. What was your school experience like? How did you find? I think especially secondary school. Mm. Like, how did you find school? Um, primary school was great. Mm-hmm. I loved primary loved school. Primary school. I had like such a big group of friends, yeah, and literally. me and my older brother, we were in the same school, so that yeah. was nice. Um, and then secondary school. I made the mistake of going to an all-girls. See, that's where we're different, <laughs> which is why I'm interested to hear this, because I did it. School. Um, oh, which, as you can imagine, you put, was it, 1,500 yeah. 11 to 16-year-old girls together. No, it, it's not going to be... I can't imagine it. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. And I, I struggle a lot with making friends anyways. Yeah. Like, I'm very... I won't go out of my way to introduce myself to people. I won't, like, go up to a group of people and introduce myself. Because I don't want to... I feel like I impose and I feel yeah, like I yeah, intrude. Yeah. So, secondary school was really difficult making friends-wise. Mm. And then, obviously, when I did make friends, it was very difficult to keep said friends. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And I was like that. It was year seven, eight, and nine that were, like, the worst years. Because... Really? I would, I would have friends and then we'd fall out and then I would go be friends with the people they weren't friends with right, yeah, and then we'd yeah, yeah. fall out and I was very much for like those three years of secondary school like kind of floating between yeah, friendship groups really, did you kind of feel like you didn't have anywhere to like fit in yeah I I, yeah. I, I struggled with that for like all of secondary school I never mm. felt like I like you didn't find actually, your people no yeah. I didn't I I did have some good friends that I still talk to like yeah. today um but the majority of the friends I have now are people I went to secondary school with but didn't actually speak to in secondary yeah, school. Yeah, no, I get that, yeah. I have a few, like, obviously, Vivian, Anissa, I was friends yeah. with them all through secondary school. Yeah. Still am now. And they're really nice girls. But um, those first three years, I really struggled with it. But I really enjoyed, like, the academic aspect yeah. of it. Like, I'm really weird in the sense where I love writing things You're down. You're very, like, academic. Yeah, I love writing things down. I love... Mm. I love learning. Like I love yeah knowing about. You're very things. open to learning as well. I feel like you you always want to learn something new. Yeah, um, and then year ten. Year ten was good. I picked my GCSEs, and I was doing business, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and that was going good. And then year eleven, I only did up until like March because I was in year eleven during the lockdown year. Yeah, so you kind of so, finished early. How do you think that like affected it? Do you think you feel like you like missed out? Oh, so much. Yeah. I didn't even have my last day because my little sister got COVID oh, a week before the no. school shut. And my last day of secondary school was me getting pulled out of French by the deputy head teacher going, oh, your mum's been on the phone. Your sister's got COVID. We need you to go home. Oh, no. And I walk out of French and I'm like, bye everyone. See you later. And you like, literally don't even know. And um, literally the following Thursday, I bought my prom dress i put the deposit down for my prom dress and then the day after school was cancelled oh no and it was honestly from about march to may those were like the most stressed out i've ever been because yeah we it wasn't like very clear on how gcses were going to be given to us because it was like it was like drama around the a levels with it because they were given they weren't given teacher graded marks they were just given I'm not sure what it was and then 
It was like a whole thing. A lot of people were given their predicted grades, weren't they? Yeah, we were given um, teacher assess a teacher assess marks. Yeah, which worked in my favour. Um, I didn't pass everything, but yeah, I passed but what I needed like to did pass. What you got. Yeah, no, I think that's and the important thing. You don't have to pass everything. Yeah, you don't even. I've always said though, like you don't even have to pass like maths. Like they say, like you should, and you like by all means should try, but. Yeah. You always have a chance to reset it. You can reset like whenever you need to. Yeah, that's it. like my mum took her GCSEs when she was like twenty five. That's the thing. A lot and of people she take them, them when they're older. I know like, a lot of people that still don't have any. And I'm, like, life 21. isn't a race. Not everyone has to do no. everything. What have I always said to you? Everyone has the same end, but everyone has different Jones. ways of getting there. That's the thing. And I feel like that's like super important, especially with school. Did you feel like there was a good support structure? No. In school for you, no. No. Because I, I know your school, I'm not going to like name names, but I know your school came under a lot of scrutiny for that in the press. Because of what happened last yeah. year. I... Self-harm started at like 11. Mm-hmm. And when my mum first found out, she took me to my GP. And I spoke to my GP and they tried to get me into counselling. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I went to the YMCA when I was yeah, like 11 I or 12. Yeah, so did I. That was and so funny. I did a few counselling sessions, but then I stopped because the counsellor I had just wouldn't listen to me. Like, yeah. he kept calling Damien my half-brother. And I was like, he's my brother. And he was like, well, biologically, he's your half-brother. And I was like, okay, he's your brother. Though. I've grown up with him my whole life. He's my brother. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. And... Year eight and year nine were probably like out of secondary school, like the worst years when yeah. it came to like how I was feeling mm. and the things I was doing. And it actually got that bad to the point, I'm actually very embarrassed to admit this, but I would take the things with me to school. Oh, yeah. And in between lessons, lunchtime oh, break, no, so if I had I. a bad lesson, I would literally just sit in the toilets and go at it. You had to do, yeah. And it got to the point where year eight I think it was my best friend at the time found out mm. and she went to my head of year yeah I get called into my head of year's office and she's like you know I've been told this mm. we have people like saying she's telling the truth yeah can I search your bag mm. so I'm like yeah okay search my bag she finds them it's whatever but then the thing that got me and like the thing that stuck with me to this day mm. she turned around to me and she was like I'm gonna need you to show me your wrists and thighs please that happened to me and I just yeah that's just not right I felt so violated like I was like 12 yeah. years old and she's like yeah and it was that's just like not okay there were other teachers in the office mm. that were just sitting there typing away at their computers like there was no privacy around no. it and I just I don't know if they're actually allowed to be able to ask you to do uh, that this is the thing I don't really know I don't, I don't know what it. the law is around that. I don't think they should be. No. And, like, I don't know. I don't want to touch on it too much. I have, like, respect for the families and everyone. But, obviously, your school came under quite a lot of scrutiny last year yeah. after a couple of lives were unfortunately taken. Young girls as well. Young girls. And there was a lot of, kind of, talk around how long the school had been ignoring signs and what they could have done more yeah and i the thing that upsets me is i don't think a lot's changed which is such a shame because i mean no one deserves to feel like that let alone feel like Mm. they have to do it i think the thing with my secondary school i don't know what it's like now obviously Mm. i left 
three years ago now. Yeah, see, that's the thing. But when I was there, mm. it was very much the teachers played favourites. Oh, yeah. And that's not me saying that because I wasn't a favourite. No, they, they did, yeah. You can ask anyone that went to my secondary school. Mm-hmm. If you weren't, like, if you didn't fall under, like, three different types of category of yeah, girl. Yeah, I didn't want to know, yeah. They, you just just the way they interacted with you mm-hmm. the support they gave you the help they gave you just wasn't wasn't on par with what others no. would get no. and i tried counseling like four times at my secondary school yeah. and each time mm. it just i don't know it just it just wasn't helpful no. and they didn't i feel like schools are very quick to rush into rather than finding someone who's a good fit for the girls or the boys they will just find the first person that comes yeah. along and be like, okay, there you go, you can like counsel our kids. Not That's even thinking true. about like who they are. And mm-hmm. I think the fact, I mean, I don't know about your school, but mine only had one yeah, counsellor. It's like not every person is going to be able to go to this. Like, it's like saying as an adult, every single adult's going to go to the same therapist. Which just wouldn't work. Everyone works differently. Everyone has different like ways they yeah. like to do stuff like that. Mm. No, a hundred percent. And I, I don't know. I like, when I was at school, I mean, I left school because yeah, like five years ago now. So old. <laughs> I started school in 2012, secondary school. Started in 2015. 2012, I started year seven. Same as everyone else was, very nervous. I think everyone remembers their first day of secondary school. I think that's a day you never forget. And I got made fun of mm-hmm. because as a child, I was very flamboyant. I was mm. very extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always have... I had bleached blonde hair and it would always be, like, slicked up with a bow. Yeah. And on my induction day, I had this really nice bag from Accessorize. Mm. And it was hot pink. Amazing. And I had a hot pink bow to match. So I trumped in that place thinking I was <laughs> I thought I was the coolest girl in there. Oh, no. And there was a few girls in my form who didn't like my bag, <laughs> didn't like my bow, didn't like my style... And I think I was called Jojo Siwa. Oh my god, for like, no, stop it. A, a good amount of time. Like, it was girls in my form, and then when we started year seven, I, I had a new bag by then, you know? Yeah, traumatised from the pink bag. I had a little rucksack, I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I, t- I took the bows out, yeah, I was no longer wearing bows, my yeah. hair would be down, I was like, okay, I ain't doing this anymore. And, like, that carried on. Oh and I think, especially at my school, because it was an all-girls school, mm. bullying, when it comes to, like, girl-on-girl bullying... It's very different. Oh yeah. It's it's words, but it's not always like big shouty. It's very arguments. bitchy. It's so bitchy. It's like whispers here, whispers Comments there. Comments rather than like being beaten up. Slide digs. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like, that can be worse. It it can because it's like it makes you so anxious. Um, it was apparent from my first day of school that I was different, and. For a long time, I didn't know why I was different. I didn't know what was making me different. So I was very anxious, I was so quiet, like nothing like I am now. I literally was like mute. Like I didn't say a word when I first started school. I was so quiet. I used to just sit there, do my work, leave. That was it. Didn't say a word to anyone. I, so I like started going through quite a rough, my teenage years were awful anyway, but it started when I was in, year seven so i moved out my mum's in with my dad literally two months after i started secondary school if that and that immediately set me aside from half the other kids in my year because i was getting pulled out of lessons checking i was okay and all of that and 
I found that really difficult and I couldn't understand why I was being singled out for something that at the time I didn't feel was a big deal. I was just like, mm. yeah, cool, like whatever these things happen. Um, year seven, academically, I did very well. Continued as I was in year six, was put like top of the class, top set for everything. And year eight was the same. Year nine was when I started to dabble in drugs. So I, it wasn't awful. I, I felt like I was trying to fit in. Yeah. was what it was I wanted to fit in with people and I wanted people to like me uh, no one knew it was like my little secret and I didn't tell anyone obviously when you start doing things like that academically you start to go downhill chose my GCSE options year 9 year 10 started my options and for the first like couple of months of year 10 I loved it because I felt like I was only doing what I wanted to do but there was still something that was making me different um and I couldn't deal with school because it was too much at once. It was too many people. It was too much to try and learn. At the point, I mean, at this point, CAMS had put me on the strongest antidepressants you can go on as an adult, which is, again, a whole other story for another <laughs> day. Very legal problem. Um, so I, my brain was not working, like, at all. I don't remember half of year nine or half of year 10. Oh I just remember being ill all the time. I was like throwing up all the time. My antidepressants were making me hallucinate. So I was like, literally, Jeez. even if I was, and then this is where it all went fucking wrong. Picture this. It's break time. I'm in year 10. <laughs> the bell goes for the end of the end of break, everyone to go to the lessons. And I'm sat there shouting at a wall, literally screaming at this wall for it to stop talking to me. Straight away, I've made myself look, I'm sticking out like a sore thumb now. <laughs> Everyone's like staring at me. Anyway, I ended up getting taken to hospital. Mental health in kids still wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Like it was obviously, and it was happening, but people weren't talking about it. So I got referred to the school counsellor. I was still under camps at this point. Got referred to the school counsellor. I used to see her for 45 minutes every day. No, every Wednesday, every week but they would do it during lesson time. So I'd get pulled out of my lessons to go to counselling, which again, makes me stick out like a sore thumb because mm. now it's, I'm the weird kid that screams at walls and I'm being pulled out of my lessons every five minutes. That made me worse because I felt like I wasn't fitting in. Then it got to a point where I was just so angry. They couldn't control me at school. Like they could not, they used to just send me home. Like, because they couldn't, they didn't have the facilities to manage me. They didn't have the training for a start. They didn't know what they were doing. They would, you know, and it's not their fault. It just wasn't something that people spoke about. Um, so I spent a lot of time in and out of hospital during like year 10. I got put on a reduced timetable because I wasn't coping with the hours I was doing at school. Then I got put on an even more reduced timetable. <laughs> and then I was like, there were certain lessons I didn't have to do. So I didn't have to do PE anymore which was like a, did me a solid and I would do my work in isolation so they would like put me with all the naughty kids and like because they thought I was just being difficult like yeah. they didn't know what was wrong with me at this point my diagnosis was depression and anxiety and I was not acting like I was depressed or really anxious um it wasn't until I left school that I started to get more complex diagnoses and it all kind of came out into the open but I just didn't fit in and the support was like pretty horrendous like there was one there was one woman who I owe my life to 
she i literally was pretty much pinned to her side for like the whole of year 10 year 11 like whenever i'd go to school my mum so this was how my day went right imagine this as a 14 year old kid mum drops me off at the door i'm met by a member of staff and then i had to start missing form they wouldn't let me go to form they would walk me to and from my lessons and i wasn't allowed my break times i used to have to sit in the student support office i wasn't allowed to have a break time why they just thought i was gonna run off so I like I used to like, try and escape like I remember once my like, deputy head actually chasing me down the road and I was just like <laughs> running away having a fag obviously I don't know what the school system's like now but being in a mixed school was like I mean it was a journey yeah, I hope it's school. better now I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone that's like said they've had a brilliant secondary no. school experience all the way through because it's just I think personally it shouldn't be 11 to 16 because like why are you putting 11 year olds in the same school as 16 year olds and that 16 year olds are gonna pick on the younger kids that's the thing that's what happens like Like, and when you hit 16 I mean I don't know about you but when I the ego boost you get I left school when I was 15 because then my birthday is yeah same but I remember year 11 I thought I was a dog's bollocks honestly I thought I was like the coolest I was elite in year 11 I definitely wasn't (laughs) but I thought I was like I was like you know what fuck these kids the ego boost you get because you're with little children oh god there's like kids everywhere because you do feel like a lot older and I think especially when you've like had quite like traumatic like when you've had to grow up quicker anyway you do feel it's very hard to be like around people that are that young I don't know I found it I don't know how else they would do it though. I don't know. I kind of like how, um, you know, like in America, they have middle yeah, school, have which I believe is like school. year seven through to year nine, and then high school, which high is, school like is like year, year 10, 10 to like college. End of college. college. Secondary school doesn't fit right with me. It just doesn't seem like it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Because it's also down to like the teachers. I mean, how can you expect people, like, I remember like, I had one teacher at school who was I loved him mm. but in year seven he scared the absolute crap out of me <laughs> I don't know where my yearbook is and it really upsets me I literally have no idea where it is and it makes me really sad because there was so much in that like all our I teachers wrote us little letters like it was so cute and I, I don't know where it is I found my year six one though I still have my year six and one. it's this little fucking blue book it's about that big <laughs> literally it's like not even the size of a birthday card and it's got all our little year middle. six photos in it and i was like such a little fiend for boyfriends and stuff like i literally wanted a boyfriend all the time. i had time with boyfriend at all times otherwise i didn't feel like a human being i was awful mm-hmm. from the age of like five like until i was like 16. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like never had more than like a week without a boyfriend wow that's impressive it's, I, I mean it's quite an impressive thing. especially in a town that small that's impressive i know and then i mean when i was 16 i lost my virginity at 16. so wasn't with the boy it was again if you're listening to this hello <laughs> it was like it wasn't romantic I can't even say it my best friend had slept with him the week before i was like oh yeah he was all right um why don't you like lose your virginity and i was like no i can't and i had this image in my head of losing my virginity being like so special yeah i was like i want it to be romantic i mean i'd literally like the week before had like a 
thing with another boy and he was like do you want to like, lose your jinx me and I was like no because we're not in love like I just I want to wait till I'm ready like I did this whole thing I mean I was on the pill from 11 for my period so that wasn't a concern to me had sex with this boy I just remember being absolutely mortified and it literally traumatised me and I didn't have sex again for about 6 months because I was like I can't do that again I can't I slept with him twice and then yeah it took me 6 months after that but no. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I, wasn't I tried to block it out and try to pretend that the next time I had sex, who I was, I was actually with my boyfriend at the time. I was like trying to pretend that that was like when I lost my virginity, but it wasn't. I told him like when I lost my virginity, but I lied about being a virgin. Sorry if, you if you're watching this. I wasn't a virgin. Sorry. Hear me out. I always tell Alicia when. So Alicia was. I mean, you were in a relationship for what? A year and a half. A year and a half. I was there when Alicia got her heart broken it was very sad very sad day i wasn't that upset about it but alicia was devastated so i was like do you know what i'm sympathetic you're just you get blindsided by love yeah and it was a lot especially your first yeah and but i think the thing was the thing i struggled with most when the breakup actually happened was obviously i was with him for like a year and a half and in that year and a half i went from living at home yeah and having a good relationship with my parents you know, doing well in college. Mm. I had a job where I was basically working full-time hours. Like, mm. I had a lot going for me. And then by the time things ended with us two, I was obviously in a YMCA. I no longer was at college. I got kicked out of college. You weren't working. I wasn't working. My circle of friends was so much smaller because during the relationship, I lost a lot of friends and I, 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 I isolated myself. You became from my very friends. isolated. And I think, so, like, Alicia always laughs at me when I say this, but like, I mean, we haven't even really spoken about this, but when Alicia and this boy broke up, I was like very much like on top of yeah, you. Like you I was there. literally like, I don't want you to get hurt. Like blah blah blah. I was literially like, go on, Alicia, like go out, like do what you want to do. I like took Alicia on her first night out for her 18th birthday. Like I was there, and then when we went out, and you told me that you were speaking to him again, I actually knew. Yeah, no, I remember you saying, you turned around, you were like, yeah, I know. I've known for a, a hot minute that I was like, I'm going to wait and see how long it takes this girl to tell me. I was so scared to tell you. And I told you, and I was like, you told me, and I was like, yeah, well, whatever, fine. I was terrified but I, to tell her. I knew because your behaviour and who you were changed so fast. Really? Like, you, not in like... I wouldn't say you like turned into a bitch or anything you just became very distant yeah from everyone i think and i was like okay hold on a minute like something is going on and then that kind of carried on i'd say the whole time you were even still in contact yeah going no contact with an ex is the best thing you can do and i think you can vouch for that now yeah it's been i blocked him like a month and a few it's days it's been ago. like a hot minute and i feel like and already been... you're like yeah like yourself again I feel much more me. You feel, I feel like you are like glowing a lot more. Like, like he drains, he drains, he drains my the life out of you. Like to the point where, like, when you're with him, it got to a point where I was, I was coming home every day to you, like sobbing. Yeah. And like so every day something would happen, and every day you'd be like, I don't know what to do. I can't do this because I love him. Didn't feel like me. You didn't, didn't. You weren't you. I wasn't. I think I just what it was. I was putting all my time and all my energy and all my effort into trying because he wasn't putting any in. No. So I was putting my all into. You were giving one hundred percent, and he was giving me zero. But I feel like 
for the first, I'd say the first six months, the best thing you can do is just cut contact. Don't even be be civil. Like if you see them, be like, hi, how are you? Yeah, fine. The best thing I ever learned was to be the bigger person. Yeah, the one bit of advice I'd give to anyone is like, if anyone is draining your energy, like get the fuck out. Yeah, like people are supposed to be radiators, not drains. And no. like, God, I love that. If people aren't making you your best self, then what so at the end of the day, it's your life. Exactly. Like you shouldn't, you don't need to keep people around who aren't no. putting any good into your life. No. Oh. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm just with Alicia <coughs> filming a podcast. Hi, you're, Shannon. You're currently on air. <laughs> we asked on Instagram a few weeks ago for a few questions for us to answer, so we thought we might as well just put this in as like a little roundup for the first episode because I thought it would be quite nice. Okay, so some advice on how to deal with bad days? <sighs> bad days is such a broad topic. I feel like knowing what works for you is so important. Like, it took me years to find what helps me because everyone will say to you the same thing like go for a walk have a bath yeah. like all of that which does work for some people but for me it's very much like i have to do something practical even if that's like art or like driving go for a walk like i have to be doing something another tip i learned recently which i don't think i've even shared with you is that your brain can only do one thing at a time so if you're having bad thoughts of like self-harm suicide thoughts whatever obsessional thoughts if you do two things at once so for me i usually like do coloring and watch tv your brain physically cannot do anything else yeah it can't think about anything bad because you're doing too much already that is i found that really helps that's good and it doesn't always work but it does work also like give yourself time to rest yeah like bad days are draining and everyone has bad days but not everyone feels them the same i feel like with bad days to a certain extent Sometimes you've just got to let yourself sit with the uncomfortable feelings. Oh yeah, definitely. You have to like, let yourself feel it to heal it. Yeah, you can't you can't put pressure on yourself to feel a certain way if no. you're just not feeling that way. Like, it's okay to just lie in bed and just watch TV Yeah, like, it's okay to just feel crappy. Like, obviously, don't, like, make yourself feel worse. But yeah. I, I've always said I am... Um, it took me a long time to be comfortable with feeling crap. Whereas now... I can like sit in it and then I can notice if I'm starting to spiral and then I'll be like okay now I need to do something I also find like having a plan in place for like if you have a bad day like write a list of things that work things that don't who you can talk to whatever I find that really helps so I'd say probably just knowing knowing yourself and also I would recommend journaling to absolutely everybody we love a journal because it's so like there's not a set way you have to do it. No. Like, some people do it, like, writing affirmations down, to-do lists, plans. I do brain dumps every day. Yeah, I do that. I yeah. just, I sit down at the end of the day and I just unload everything. I do that and I also find writing letters to, like, yeah. your younger self, your future self, like, people that have hurt you. Like, I, I find that it's a good so way. therapeutic. It's a good, like, healing. Like, if someone's hurt you, mm-hmm. you just, you write, write a letter. letter burn it. Burn it. And like it, it does help. I have done that like several times, and it I does help. All the time. I think I've written the same person like ten letters. I've just burned them all. Um, uh, how do I go about attending the support groups? So we are about to roll out our support groups. We haven't started rolling them out yet. We were planning on rolling them out last month, 
So we were starting them in September, it's now October. However, there was like a few issues regarding like where, who, blah, blah, blah. They are coming. Just keep an eye on the Instagram. Again, the Instagram is Mind Movement Brand. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on that if you're interested. I mean, we're a lot of them are local to us, but we will be running some online as well. So if that's something that you think we'd be interested in, just keep an eye on the Instagram. Um, and I'll like post updates as and when. Um, can anyone join in with the YouTube videos if they want to talk about trainers? Yes. We are on the hunt for people, as many people as possible, to just come and chat with us. Yeah. We don't care who you are, where you're from. If you have something to say, come say it. If you've got something to say, come and talk to us. Like, again, message the Instagram. I'd say it's the best way to do it. Or talk about you in 24 hours with like a day. Because I'm so determined for this to be everyone's voice, everyone's platform. So yeah, anyone can join in. Anyone. We want you to join in. All of you, just Don't come. just be me and Alicia every five minutes. Like, <laughs> hi, us again. Love the new mystery box range. Are they all the same size? No. So, we have launched mystery boxes recently, which, I mean, I'm calling them boxes of love. I know that's really cringe, that's but I couldn't cute. think of anything else. They're on the website, which is www.mind-movement.com co.uk it'll be linked somewhere um we have boxes of love so what we've done is we've basically got loads of products which we think are suitable for a variety we have a welcome to the world one for newborns we have a new mama's one for mums we have a get well soon one we have a birthday one and then we also have just like subscription boxes and in each you get like a hoodie or a phone case like loads of different products to, like pump you up every month so no, but they are all available on the website, so go and have a nose and see. Um, where can I donate to support you? Keep up the hard work. We donate half of our profit usually. It's, it's meant to be 20%, but I usually donate half now to Mind and Samaritans, so we welcome donations for them as well. Best way you can donate really is to buy something. Like, I know that sounds stupid, but that way the charity gets something, obviously we do as well, and then the money we earn goes back into the business, and it's like a rolling thing. Um, but yeah, like don't feel like you have to, obviously, but if you want to, then that's how. Um, is there a winter range on the way? Christmas. Christmas. We are currently in the process of planning for Christmas, which I'm very excited about. I'm so excited. So excited. It's literally October and I'm like so gassed for Christmas. We've just released loads of new stuff though. Um, a lot more hoodies, a lot more phone cases, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, there will be a Christmas range on the way. I'm in the process. We've got blankets out as well now. Do you? But yeah, but I'm also in the process of looking at coats. But they're quite. I don't know how you would. You could do like dressing gowns. Yeah, I want to do dressing gowns so bad. We're like in the process. We're talking with our suppliers at the moment about what our options are in terms of product range and stuff. But yes, there is stuff out already. Plus, there will be more. Aiming for next month. Um, and the last one is what motivated you to start Mind Movement. What motivated me to start? I think just seeing how much of a gap there was for supporting people. I didn't start this as a business. I did. I didn't want to start it as a clothing brand, but that was the first step we took. I wanted this to be more of a support thing, which is why I've launched our peer support thing. Check the website if you're interested. We have mentors on hand. We have trained volunteers. We are rolling it out as much as we can. Um, 
so yeah it was just kind of wanting to make a difference seeing where the gaps were and I did a lot of research before like I was like sending out surveys so much at one point because yeah. I wanted to know what people I didn't want to do something people didn't want I didn't want it to be pointless but it's something people need at the end of the day yeah and I feel like I've catered it in a way that's accessible for everyone yeah. like with the peer mental stuff we don't expect you to turn up and like speak to us every week but just a, just a text checking in or just doing it online I mean obviously you're more than welcome to like I've said to local people that like if they want to like go to coffee and stuff then that's like obviously something we can do have so many safeguarding policies in place now that it's like doable but there's no obligation and it's not like you signed into a contract you can just drop in as and when you need to so yeah that's kind of like the vibe i guess yay so i think that's kind of everything yeah but anyway thank you so much everyone for spending time with us and we are aiming to get episodes out every friday i think that's the plan yeah um we have got guests joining us pretty much every week until Christmas, which I'm so excited about. I'm so Honestly, excited. I put out feelers yesterday, and I was like, we've, we've got you know, a good amount of people. Yeah, I put out feelers yesterday, and I was like, would anyone like be interested in like joining us for a chat, blah, 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 and I'm set until Christmas. It's exciting. I'm excited to meet everyone. I'm excited to hear everyone's stories. We've got yeah. some people coming on with some really, really incredible stories and i can't wait for that so yeah thank you so much for watching or listening if you're on spotify don't forget to subscribe like it share it if you're on spotify like it add it to your playlist download it so you can listen download to it, it and listen to us if you need to i know we're not exactly like i probably want just to go to sleep but like if you just need some <laughs> company then like just come and chill um yeah that's kind of it so we will we'll, see you again soon yeah we'll chat to you next week i guess Bye!